Now, some of you who have been here before I was here, don't turn me off today, please. Because what we have to say is very important. Um, Our word up, we shall see Jesus. And the choir has done a beautiful job of singing that. The musicians have done a great job. You have sung. We want to share scripture with you. And we want to talk about the care ministry. Several things I want to make mention of, and Lynn's going to come and share a little with you. And then uh, I will finish up, and um, along the way, uh, Brother Johnny and um, Wendell are going to come share a word or two about their ministry. And uh, it's all about care. It's all about care. Jesus left the portals of glory to come to this sin-cursed earth. Because of the Father's love. And ended up being killed. And died for you and me. Surely to goodness you care about somebody. And that's what it's about. If you have your Bibles. And you want to turn to the scripture. Matthew 25. Beginning with verse 31. And when you find it. If you feel like and you want to stand. You may do so. We stand in honor of the reading of God's holy word. And you hold it in your hand. That is a precious book. There's not another book like it. Not one. No, I don't understand it all. If I could understand it all, I wouldn't need it. If I went fishing and caught every fish I was ever going to catch, then I could sail the boat. You'll never understand it all. But we keep on reading. We keep on studying. Beginning verse 31 through 46, Jesus is speaking to individual Gentiles, okay? The individual lost crowd. Here's what he says. When the Son of Man shall come, and Jesus is coming. That word shall is a future word. He is coming in his glory, and all the holy angels will be with him. Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all the nations around this globe. He shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth the sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry, and fed thee, and thirsty, and gave thee drink? And when saw we a stranger, and took thee in, and naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we sick, and in prison, and came to thee? And the king, Jesus, shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. 
For I was hungry, and you didn't offer me any food. I was thirsty, you wouldn't even give me a drink of water. I was a stranger, you didn't invite me in. I was naked, you didn't give me any clothes to wear. I was sick, and I was in prison, and you didn't even come to see me. Then shall they also answer and sing, Lord, when saw we thee hungry and thirst, or a stranger naked and sick or in prison, and did not minister unto you? When? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did not to one of the least of these, my brethren, ye did it unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal, everlasting, without end. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for giving us a ministry based on your holy word. God, we know without your son Jesus, it'd be useless today. Our hope is in you, Father. Our hope is in your son Jesus, and we are looking for your return. Speak to our hearts today. Speak to our people. And Lord, we are praise and thank you for all you do for us, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. As we think about this portion of God's words, there's three simple things I want you to keep in mind. They're easy to remember. First of all, that's the day, the day, okay? This is the day that the Lord hath made, and the Bible says we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. Thankful we have a place to come together. Thankful we have a place to come together to worship a true and living God who loves us in spite of who we are. So I want you to think about the day. I want you to think about the division also because he brought them in as a shepherd brings the goats and the sheep in and he divided the sheep from the goats. The sheep were on the right. The goats were on the left. And I also want you to think about the duty. The day, the division, and the duty. Whose duty is it today to do anything concerning the Lord Jesus? Do you realize today in America that there's only a handful, when you look at the entire population of America, there are only a handful of people who claim to know Jesus and who are not afraid to share the gospel with the lost. I'm talking a handful. Are you in that handful? Am I in that handful? Am I ashamed of the gospel of Christ? Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because this is the power to whereby a person can be saved. There's no other way, y'all. No other way to be saved other than Jesus. And, and this is the day of the Lord. And there is coming a day of division. And we have a duty to share Christ. As a Christian, four plus years ago, I know some of you know it down to right to the um, day, how many days, we introduced, or some already knew, but we started what we call the care ministry. Larry and Rusty took it upon themselves to help get it started and to see that it got off the ground and to keep it going. And after some time, they were ready to turn it over to someone else. And so they turned it over to Daryl and Darlene, who still got it going. Many of you sitting here right now have worked in the care ministry. You've, you've been there. You've wrote cards. You've prayed. You've made telephone calls. You have made visits. You have done projects. And it's all about care. 
Now, I want you to listen to me this morning. I'm not fussing. I am not grappling. Please understand. This is a ministry. Okay? This is not a program. I told you early on when we first started this that this needed to be an ongoing thing. Just like sharing the gospel till Jesus comes, the church, not necessarily this one, but the church, every born-again child of God, needs to be sharing in care. You say, I don't know a thing about it, and I don't know I'm interested in it or not. Okay, this morning you were given a spiritual inventory list. Okay, it's very self-explanatory. I beg you, this morning I'm begging you. If you've already taken this some time back, I'm begging you, take it again. It's been changed, okay? This time there's only 35 uh, statements on this paper, okay? Last time I think it was like 80-something. I've already taken mine. It took me about 20 minutes. It's nothing to rush at. It's nothing to take your time with. It, it's, it, it's very self-explanatory when you open it up and begin to read it. It's very self-explanatory. So I beg you this morning. Some of you uh, were given it when you came in. Some of you don't have one at all. And back here at the table, there's plenty of them. And I, I just, oh, you don't have to answer any questions to anybody. Just go by and look for this survey, okay? And pick it up. Take it home. And I'd love for you to take your time. If you get it filled out and want to bring it back tonight, you can give it to Daryl, Darlene, or Lynn, or myself, okay? And if you don't get it filled out by tonight, then get it filled out this week and bring it next week. Because we want to re-imp... Uh, re, how much word am I trying to say? Uh, we want to restart the thing, okay? We want to, we want to restart the thing uh, in September, and so if you've never worked in the care ministry, I want you to really be praying and thinking about it because after you do this, it's going to show you where your gifts are. Every one of us sitting in this room right now has a gift. Every one of you. We all have gifts. And as I took mine, I ended up in hospitality, evangelism, and encouraging and service. It's my gifts. According to this survey, okay? And it'll help you understand. You know, I, I've thought about it. Many, many born-again people, children of God, have no idea what their gifts are. They don't know what it is. But this right here is a, I don't know who came up with this, but it is, it's a, a magnificent, awesome thing. To just to sit down and put the numbers in. You get through, you total the numbers up, and then it'll tell you exactly where you are. You may not be where you think you are. Or you might be way beyond where you think you are. Or you may not be anywhere. And all of a sudden you realize you're somewhere. And you need to use those gifts that God has given us. Lest they be taken away. Let me share with you briefly what care is not. Okay, I, want you to, I don't want you to misunderstand this morning. Care is not a program. The church through the centuries have had so many programs, people are sick of programs, okay? They're, we need to be interested in ministering. Now, when you look at your bulletin, uh, on the back, WFBC staff, it's got all our names listed there. And the very last thing says, ministers. And out there it says, every member. Every member. I understand, I forget which church it is, that's beside the point. But you don't join this particular church without committing to some job. 
you were not willing to commit to a job, you don't get to join this particular church. Okay, we're not that away. We want you to come. We want people to come as you are. We want you to obey the Lord. We want you to get involved because every person needs to be ministering to those around about us. Now, this is not a funny question, okay, but it's, it's answered in your heart and mind. Do you know who you're seated beside? Do you have any idea where they are spiritually, the person you're seated beside? Do you have any idea? Hey, part blank. Are they a Christian or not? Do you have any idea? You see, that's where we are today. We, we are afraid to talk. We are afraid to give our own information. You know, this. Uh, I don't do this stuff, and, and I'm not going to do it. It's Facebook and all this stuff. I'm not going to do that. It shows you bone, I'd get in trouble with it. So I'm not going to touch it. I got a new flip phone that's just half working. And I ain't happy about it, okay? It might come down if you want me, just come to the house. Okay, you call me and I say hello and all that is a skip and a breakup. And uh, yeah, I'm going to Verizon and I'm going to pray for a go because I got to be in control when I go. Care ministry is not a program. It's something that needs to go on within the family. Okay? You think about your own household. Your own household. Somebody cares there. Somebody cares enough to prepare food. Somebody cares enough to cook the food. Somebody cares enough to wash clothes. Somebody cares enough to go earn a living. It's all about care. Why? Because we love them. It's a ministry. It begins at home. And it needs to come to God's house. It needs to be a part. Care ministry is not a, it's not a substitute for something else. It's, an, it's a big portion and a big part of outreach. You see, care will mold our church family into what God intended for the church to be. He said, upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. Nothing's going to come against it. So we know already, before we begin to redo this care ministry, we already know we're on the winning side. No question about it. We're on the winning side, but we've got to keep it going because I've told you this before. We are one generation of being a lost nation in America. Again, just a handful of people are serving God. Well, what is care? Care attempts to fulfill Matthew 28, 19 and 20, where it tells us to go ye therefore to all the world, teach, preach, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to deserve everything according to the Word of God. And then where do we stop? It doesn't. It doesn't stop. And I know some of you are tired of coming on Sunday afternoon and doing this and doing that. But listen, there's more to it than, than, than you just coming on Sunday afternoon. As you, as you have that card, those of you who do have it, uh, I mean, care, uh, it's got a period after each letter. And, and simply as Christians actively reaching everyone. If you're a Christian, you need to be actively reaching every person you can reach for Jesus. Now, 
For those of you who are members, for those of you who've been filling these out faithfully, uh, you don't have to put your address on, on there, okay? You don't even have to put your phone number, but at least put your name. And what your request is or what your situation is. But those of you who are, are not members, I'd appreciate it if you put your name, your address, and your phone number on there. And uh, on the back, it's got a, a several places. Uh, you know, I, I always, on Sunday, uh, Lynn and I look at these, I always caution her. If she cautions me, look on the back. Make sure you look on the back. There could be something on the back that is important. Listen, this is not just a job, y'all. This is a calling. I didn't ask for this outfit. I didn't come up here saying, hey, do y'all need a preacher? No. God put me here. And guys, I can't afford to stop or be sloppy or be slicky. I've got to be all God wants me to be. And this is part of it. And I want you to take them. An usher should not have to keep trying to get y'all to pass that plate. Guys, you listen, ushers. Every Sunday, it ought to go down every aisle, just like you take up the offering. And I'm begging you, folks, pick up the thing. Surely to goodness, you've got a person on your heart and mind who's lost. Pray for them. Write your name on that where we can pray for them. Fill it out. We need you to fill it out. Um, it's important. It, it, shows, it shows that you, uh, that you do care. You know, people, they don't care how much you know. Until they know how much you care. Coming alongside, helping them. Um, you know, it's always, it's always been in a church, and, and it's time for it to stop. Statistics say that 10% of the people do the work in the church. I have to agree. I mean, some of you right now, you are, you are overloaded to the point that your breaker is about ready to trip. And you're, you, you, you get out of, out of sorts, you, you get ill because you're overloaded. And I don't want any of you to be overloaded. I want you to be able to love coming to church and love doing ministry for the glory of God. You see, it's, it's important uh, that we work it that way. It's important that we look around and we see people. Uh, when we think about that, how about the, the cornerstone? Well, Jesus said, the Bible says that he is the chief cornerstone. Was not for Jesus, the walls would fall. He brought the walls together. He is the cornerstone. He is the one that holds it together. And uh, as I said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I've had people say, well, I didn't know you cared that much. Well, look, I'm not putting on games, y'all. I'm not trying to impress not one soul here today. I'm not even trying to impress God. I don't have to. He already knows me. He knows my heart. And it's my job. It's my responsibility. It's my calling. It's my love that I present this in a way that is pleasing to God. It ought to be exciting to you to come and to go and to do things. Um... I'm, I'm sure other pastors do it. I don't know, uh, uh, but I have heard people say, I never have had a pastor call me on my birthday. Well, if there's a phone number there, I call it. And, you know, sometimes the phone number says, been disconnected, there's no other way. So, hey, I'm at a dead end road, there's nothing else I can do. I would never, ever, on purpose, intentionally leave out anyone as far as calling, wishing them a happy birthday. Never. And I love to do it. I love to call and do that. And gifts. 
The Bible tells us over and over, and I just want to turn to one portion. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, uh, verse 7. There's many. Um, 1 Corinthians 7, 7. If you're writing, just write it down. 7, 7 says, For I would that all men were even as I myself, but every man hath his proper gift of God. It's not a, it's not a man-given gift, y'all. It is a God-given gift. One after this manner and another after that. You may discover after today that you have more than one gift. And you praise God. Use those things. God, listen, God didn't give you that gift to go around and say, Oh, I got the gift of this. Look at me. No. He's given you that gift that you might ex exalt the name of Jesus through whatever that gift is. Whether it be one or whether it be more um, gifts. Uh, you know, he gives us the, uh, the, the scripture uh, to equip us because every gift and every role that you play in the, uh, in the life of this church is important. It's important. Every one is important. Preparation. Sunday school. Preparation. Music. Preparation. Preaching. Preparation. You preparing to come on Sunday morning. Listen, you need to be doing more than just coming and sitting on a pew and going home, okay? <clears throat> it's important to do the work, the Bible says, of an evangelist. What do they do? They go around teaching, preaching, sharing the word of God. What about the providence in? In Acts 8, 26 and 28, old Philip. He was doing the best he could. He was having a good time. He was preaching the word of God. And the angel says to him, I want you to get out of this place and go down to a place in a desert near Gaza. And there's an old boy down there that's lost. And I want you to go. He left a big crowd and took off in the desert. And the God said, hey, look, you see that chariot? Yeah, I see it. I want you to go join yourself to it. He didn't say, well, I don't know if he, he may not speak my language or he may have a bad dog or, or, or he might, his, him and his wife may be fighting and, and on and on. On and on. The devil will put all kind of excuses in your head. He said, I want you to go join yourself at the chariot. And he did. And when he got down there, he caught up with the old boy. And, and Philip said, hey, you know what you're reading? And the guy says, well, how, how can I know unless some man showed me? Bible says that he invited Philip to join him in the chariot. Philip joined him in the chariot got there, opened up the scripture and began right where the old boy was reading and Philip began to read and the old boy said, who are they talking about here? Is this, is this, this, is this Jesus? Or who, who's it talking about? Or is it some other person? And his Bible says he began right there and preached one person. Him, Jesus Christ. The old boy got saved right there in the church. He said, hey, how come I can't be baptized? He said, you can if you believe. He said, I believe and got baptized right there. Now the Bible says that the Spirit of God, as soon as that happened, calls Philip and he went on, on back doing ministry for God somewhere else. And the eunuch, the Bible says, went on back to his home. Ethiopia. What's happening there now? They're starving to death. Physically. You know why? Because somewhere along the way, they dropped the gospel Somewhere along the way, somebody failed to tell somebody else about Jesus. Will that be me? Will that be me that fails to tell? Listen, we're in the grocery store. We're in Walmart. We're at the gas station. We're at the barber shop. We're at the beauty shop. We're at the coffee shop. We're at the donut shop. 
we at the biscuit shop, and there'd be one person in there that needs Jesus. If you lead that one person to, to Jesus, they may have a whole house full that's lost, and they go tell them. Do you see? Get the idea? It's our responsibility, y'all. It's not, it's not somebody else. Oh, we paid a preacher to do that. No, you don't. You know nothing was ever said about pay here? Nothing. What do you do when you go to a second? Well, uh, how much am I going to make? Um, how many days a week can I get off? Nothing was ever said. It's a calling. And so is sharing the gospel. Calling from God. Well, let me share this. With the, uh, there's uh, the message concerning uh, care. In Colossians 4, 3, it says, Pray for God to open a door for us. Now, I want you to listen. Our homebound. Brother Charles and Connie are doing a wonderful job at the homebound ministry. Those are in the rest home. Those are at home who aren't able to come. And every week, every week, there is a name, and it says homebound member of the week. This week is Miss Helen Crenshaw. Okay, there's her address. And it says, please write and or pray for Miss Helen this week. Also, hey, you could ask Charles or Connie, would they, would she, or would they like a visit? They can tell you. And go sit down. Hey, there's no more precious moments than to go down to Miss Helen's house and when she wants to sit on the porch in the rocker and just sit there and rock with her and listen to her talk. Okay? Homebound. All right. Brother Johnny and Wendell, how about you guys come up here right quick? Where are you? Let's see you move like you did when you was in the military. Hup, 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 hup. Old Johnny can't hardly get her. Linda's beat him so bad he just can't hardly go. Uh, these guys are going to give you just a brief word of what they do. And, and, and far as I'm concerned, it's part of care ministry. Brother Johnny, uh, whoever's doing the talking, y'all just tell our folk. Give them that mic. Well, put on the spot again, ain't we? Uh, my name's Tater Chip. That's my trail name. I walked uh, from Georgia to Maine. Uh, took me six months, 2,178 miles. God blessed me every step of the way and was with me every step of the way. I promised him about halfway to Maine if he would help me finish my journey that I'd do everything in my power to, uh, to re repay him. And I, I tried every day to repay him somehow or another in this church. Or
Some of them is raining, they're soaking wet. But when they see us over there with something to drink, something to eat, they just rejoice in it. They cannot believe that anyone loves them enough to, uh, to do this. We have had anywhere from 55 to 60 hikers at one time in one day come across to minister to. We have, we've had several of them that uh, before they leave, they want to have prayer. And this is worth it all when you have this kind of effect on them. Anytime anybody that would like to uh, join us in doing this, we'd love to have you to help us. It's a great ministry. Uh, we want the church to know what we're doing. And uh, as far as getting up here and telling more about it, uh, when you get up in front of people, you go blank. So uh, there's a lot that, that goes on that, uh, that we're so thankful to be a part of. And we'll just ask the church to remember us as we continue this ministry. Our WMU, our WMU is a uh, another part of care that goes on. Recently, um, uh, made a bunch of stuffed animals, uh, took them to the fire department uh, to give to the fire department to give out to people where they go and uh, dealing with fires. And there's all kinds of things. The Good News Club. Um, some of you have been involved with the Good News Club. And uh, <clears throat> Lynn heads that up, and we would appreciate any help. Um, it's only about an hour every Monday, and I am, I am so thrilled for the men. I'm thrilled for all the, the good news workers, but the men. When I tell people, I say, hey, this, we've got this many men working in the good news club. You're kidding. Men? I said, yes. Men out of our church come and, and minister to these children. And, and, and we can use more help. Uh, one of the things that Lynn started was going and not only putting the children in the right car, but going way down the line of traffic. And I'm talking even when it's bad weather. She's out there meeting those parents trying to build a relationship with those parents lovingly and encouraging them and inviting them to come uh, to church. You've got to plant the seed if we expect a, a harvest to come. And so it, it, the ministry goes on and on. I want Lynn's going to come now at this time and uh, share with us what's on her heart concerning this. And uh, so you all prayerfully listen uh, to her. I'm pumped, so I'm going to move on. I'm happy. I sit out there as the preacher's wife and say, why doesn't he say this? So today I get to say it. So I'm happily going to say it. Um, I love care. Uh, care is such an important part of our church and our life here. And um, I hope you take, take your survey. Um, I'm like a teacher. I want everybody in this classroom today to have your test, okay? It's like this. It's your test. Don't go out of here today without your test. And you're not going to get a grade on it. I'm going to look at it. I want to look at it. But, you know, Daryl and I have poured over this. The last spiritual survey we gave, it was like 80 long. And it didn't really quite tweet our church like 
I felt like we needed to tweet it. But I want you to know what a spiritual gift is. Kenny's already talked about it, but I want to just share a definition. A spiritual gift is an expression of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer, which is, empowers them to serve the body of Christ, the church. In its expression of the Holy Spirit, we, you know, we can share the Holy Spirit with people and they don't even know it until we can kind of build that relationship and, and come to know them. Don't think you can't do anything. There's something you can do. And on this spiritual inventory, you can figure out what your gifts are. Uh, parents, I think you ought to get your children to fill this out. You know, start working on their spiritual gifts now. Help them to, to get motivated in doing things for the Lord now. It'll, it'll bless you and benefit you in years and years to come. Youth, y'all are over here most of the time. I urge y'all to, hey, wait. I urge y'all to do this spiritual inventory. You know, fill it out. Figure out what your gifts are. You have a whole mission field in front of you at school. You can minister in school. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be, well, wherever we are, we can be Jesus in that crowd. We may not want what to do, but you know, all you got to do is pray about it and he'll tell you what to do. Um, we were in a crowd this weekend. I was with 11,000 women and Beth Moore was with me. You know, she was with me. We've got others in here. I, you know, I wanted to hoop and holler just seeing Jesus today, but I thought I need to stay like this, you know. But we have lifted our hands and praised God. 11,000 women. It was amazing. And, you know, we went to a restaurant to eat. And I don't know how this woman came to me, but she said, is there any doctors here? And I thought, no, I don't. there's no doctors in our group. We had, Elaine, how many do we have? Seven, nine, nine. And uh, then she started asking, and I said, well, get the management. Call 911. I mean, you know, her daddy's over here suffering. And, uh, and so I thought, well, you know, I'm not going to get part of that crowd, but I'm going to sit here and pray. And while we were eating, they took him out of the restaurant and over here to the side, out, you know, out, out in downtown Greenville on a, a bench. And I kept watching him, and... You know, that was my daddy in a sense. Because, you know, I was with my daddy. And, and, you know, he suffered. And so I wanted them to know. So I got up, went out there, and I said, you know, I want you to know we're praying for you in here. You know, I I told the, the daughter, and she just cried. She said, thank you for praying for us. I don't know him. I don't know his name. But I'm still praying for him. I don't know whether he, they took him in them. I think he was heat exhaustion was basically what it was. But, you know, you don't, have, you don't have to do a lot of stuff. Just step out of your box. You know, don't be in the same rut in the same box all the time. Step out. Look at Mr. Wendell and Mr. Johnny ministering on a hiking trail for our church. It, it just blows me away. So I urge you to take this. Kenny didn't say all I wanted him to say, so I'm going to say it, you know. Um, When you look at here, it tells you all the directions. But you're going to mark each one of you. We're not going to check them. You're going to put a number, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Um, I'm just going to pick out one, number 6. I enjoy entertaining guests in my home. I just picked one out. I hadn't pre-planned this. But what am I going to put? Is that highly characteristic of me? Um, four, <laughs> most of the time, 
Three, frequently. Two, occasionally. One, not at all. I'm a five on that one. I love to have people to our house. So I'm going to check that, and I can tell you once I go and do this inventory, because we narrowed it down. There was some 18 things, and I think we came up with seven. Hospitality is going to stand out for me. I know that, because I loved... I love to, you know, show hospitality. It's not just at your home. You can be hospitable today. I encourage my Sunday school class this morning. Go and encourage others during the welcome time. That's a gift. You can do that on Sunday morning. Um, all of these, leadership, administration, teaching, encouraging, evangelism, service, and helps. And, you know, we want to link care with the, pastors, the pastorium out there. That is not all of care. There's more things that goes on in this church that are probably never noticed. So I I want you to list your three things. If you're looking at it with me, I want you to list your three things. And we want to look at that. Then we listed some other things like I can pray to check that off. I have creative uh, prayer time. Um, prayer to praying. I, I haven't got my form here. I don't know what I did with it. I, this is one I just had in my book. But we listed three things that go on out there, so you can put that down if you're interested in it. That doesn't mean that you're off the hook if you check. You didn't check one of those things because Daryl and I and Miss Jeannie want to s- sit over this and pray over this and pull out the encouragers. Because there's people in this church that need encouraging sometimes that nobody really knows about. But if we have a list of people, we can link you up with someone and just give you a call or send you a text and say, hey, would you mind encouraging so-and-so today? They need somebody. That's where care is going to work. Not just out in that, that, in, in that house. It's, it's got to work here. Um, this, to me, is what care is all about. It's, it's hand reach. All of us have hands. That's the way we're going to show care. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna use our hands to touch people. It's got to be a hand reach. It's got to be a heart reach. Your heart has to be in it. Your heart has to be in it. And if you find that gift that God gives you, you can just let it grow and grow and grow. Some of you will have four and five gifts, but it's a heart reach because you want to serve Jesus. I want to see Jesus. I'm a little bit scared, though, when I have to stand before him because I'm not sure he's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I'm working on that because I want to hear my Jesus say that because I'm going to be laying prostrate out in the floor. Beth Moore literally got on the floor this weekend praying. That touched me. That's where I'm going to be when I see Jesus is literally down on the floor bigging me a hole. But when I see Jesus, I want him to say, thy good and faithful servant. Enough of my preaching. Uh, It's in reach. We've got to to care for people in this building. God has given us an opportunity here at our church to grow. We're adding 200 more seats. We can't just add those 200 seats to sit vacant. We've got to get out. We've got to be in this church encouraging others to come. We need to be getting back onto our, our members who are not coming, making those calls, praying for them, finding out why they're not here inside this church. We've got to go outside 
and reach out. This is a mission field right here in Westminster. I went to Africa. I'm really feeling American-African today, and I said that right, not African-American. Nothing on you, Teresa. Um, I'm feeling American-African today because Eustace really been on my heart. That's an outreach. Uh, You know, Africa's an outreach. We got an Africa right out here, right? We have got people that need to hear about the Lord, but that we got to show them. And then the last thing is it's all about our upreach. You know, praying, asking God to help us. Everybody in here has a spiritual gift. Take this inventory. Pray over it. I was hoping Amy Armstrong and um, the farmer, would be, Bob, would be here this morning. Um, his mother is 90, little bitty woman. Y'all seen her here before. She made stuffed animals, a bunch of stuffed animals for Miss Pat and the WMU to take to the fire department, right? Um, she, I got a, I, they, they, I don't know what they do in Facebook, but she, I got a, she posted my name and she said, uh, Miss A's making a quilt for the church to raffle off to raise money. She's 90 years old. We, we can do it. We can pray. We can do, but find your spiritual gift. But I urge you, pray over this. Do it. Um, this is what Kenny didn't say. We have a box back there that you can put it in when it's finished. We did put a name on it, so please put your name on it. Don't be scared. We're not going to put you out there and, and put you before anybody or anything. We're not, we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to get you to feel the Holy Spirit helping you and growing you in your life. We love you all. We pray for y'all. Every day. And we, we want our church to, to be that light. We want our church to, to, to be the band-aid to people who need a band-aid. We want to clothe people. And we've got a lot of good stuff going on. A lot of good stuff going on. So pray about that. I do want to say close with this. I just picked this up this morning. God just speaks to me when I least expect it. But this was, I don't know how many of you get the South Carolina living if you're on Blue Ridge. But on the back of it, it says, one volunteer, six miles, 330, 3,330 bags of litter on the Adopt-A-Highway, the state winner. And do you know who it is? It's Proverbs 3, whatever that group is. I don't know what that group is, but this group cares. They're doing it in the name of Jesus, and that's what we've got to do we got to be a servant, and you may have to pick up trash sometimes. Okay? I love you. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Ain't getting two sermons for the price of one. There's another part of care that most of the time is completely overlooked. When we, Lynn and I first uh, became your pastor and wife here, uh, I was so thrilled to, to uh, know that we had a Wednesday night meal. And, uh, you know, we think about Wednesday night meal, well, you know, sandwich and chips and a drink and maybe some dessert. Uh, but as we got involved here, my goodness, a full-pledged meal uh, that Wanda put together and served uh, every week and... Um, Many people helped in the kitchen, uh, went unnoticed. Many helped in the uh, cleanup, unnoticed. 
uh, many back there washing dishes unnoticed. And uh, you know the rest of the story. Um, because of Wanda's mother and daddy need extra care, she has had to back off. And many of you have stepped up the plate to keep that going. I want to thank you for that. But a lot of us, you know, we just come and we eat and we get up and, and do what we do. Uh, but somebody, it's okay. That's part of caring, helping our uh, fellowship hall stay clean, uh, helping it stay in order, um, helping back there in the kitchen. Um, and yes, you're going to have injuries. I do know that Lynn and uh, Misty both have been injured back there. Maybe some of you others. Uh, so, you know, it's a hazardous job. But somebody's got to do it. But that's part, uh, again, of care. Uh, you know, just saying, hey, can, can I help you? Uh, I never will forget, and they might not even want this story told, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Uh, Lynn showed up about the first uh, or the second Wednesday night that we were here and showed up in the kitchen and simply says, I'm here to help. And she said, Wanda looked at her and she said, what did you say? said, I'm here to help. She says, what did you say? She said, I am here to help in the kitchen. She said, I've never had a pastor's wife do that ever. And see, yes, you come right on in and help. And you see, we're different, all right? You know that by now. Uh, we're different. And we're going to remain different. And we're going to remain uh, peculiar people for God. All right. This spiritual inventory uh, thing, I want you to pick that up today. We're going to be doing this for at least a month, keeping this thing going. If you don't get it done today or this week, next week. But we want to make sure it gets done. And please, I beg you, take a card every Sunday. Put somebody's name on it that needs a visit. You know, that's one thing about care. We're not getting any cards that so-and-so would love to have a visit. Now, if we have a hospital, that's different, okay? The hospital visit's fine. But prospects, okay, that was one of the hopes of these things, was getting prospects, people who you have talked to, who said, yeah, I'd love for the pastor to come, or I'd love for a deacon to come, or I'd love for anybody just to come and sit down and talk with me. You see, I I shared with a young man, and I simply asked him, uh, he he was in church as a young boy, but I simply asked him, I said, do you you know where you're going to go when you leave this world? And he looked at me with his eyes so serious, just staring at me. And he said, I don't have an idea. I said, son, in between two places, and that's heaven and that's hell, and there ain't no in between. You know, sometimes we, we just got to, you just got to open up. You say, I'm scared to death. That's okay. Peter was scared to death too when they arrested his Lord. He was scared to death. And he denied knowing Jesus. But Jesus reminded him, son, I still love you. I still love you. Do you love people? Do you love people enough to pray them and teach them and show them how to stay out of hell? Stay true to your calling, whatever that is. Take that inventory, spiritual inventory gift thing. Take it. If you've already taken it when we first started, I beg you, take it again. See if things have changed. It might shock you. It might surprise you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to stand here today. Thank you for Lynn and her sharing and Johnny and Wendell. God, there are others that could stand up here and share what they're doing in care. And God, help them to know you know what they're doing. And the Bible says that our labor will not go unnoticed by you. So I pray that you help us to remain faithful, God. We pray that you bless now this invitation time. We ask your will to be done. And God, we'll praise and thank you for we ask it in Jesus' name.
Amen. Mark coming to lead us.